Welcome into Inside the Den, your look inside Lee's McRae Athletics. Inside the Den is produced for the sole purpose of keeping Bobcat fans in the know and can be found on our website, lmcbobcats.com, or on SoundCloud. Just search Lee's McRae Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tim Hall. Welcome back to Inside the Den here at Lee's McRae Athletics. I am your host, Tim Hall. And here we are on the campus of Lee's McRae in beautiful Banner Elk. We've got some sunshine and some warmer temps today. Looking forward to enjoying that later on. And my guest here inside the den is the strength and conditioning coach of Lee's McRae Athletics, Dylan Casper. Dylan, thank you for being here. Honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, before the show, I was thinking about when you came and interviewed for this job. Uh, do you, I'm sure you remember that day. Absolutely. <laughs> well, what stood out to me about you was you weren't only looking for a job and an opportunity. I, I knew right away, because we had some good candidates, but you stood out because you had a vision. And that, to me, hit home uh, because we, we've been through a lot in this area of our athletic department and just the things that you spoke about during the interview stood out to me as okay we can build something here uh, and when you think back to that day and what you've done since because that was last summer and here we are today I think you're fulfilling that vision that you talked about of what you really wanted to do because it wasn't just a job for you was it no, no. I looked at it as a as an opportunity to you know uh, elevate the sports performance department here and the strength and conditioning department here. Um, you know, I know that you guys have had previous strength coaches in the past, and you know, from my interviews um, from last summer, it seemed like you guys were really kind of take a big step forward with it and you guys were looking for someone to build the department not just come in and just work with the athletes but you want to you wanted someone who's going to elevate the program in itself and you know um I was looking for a challenge and you know I just felt that I was ready to step up to that challenge and you know take ownership of a department and um you know really provide the athletes with the level and attention that they deserve um you know from a college strength and conditioning program and you are in an industry, so to speak, of uh, strength and conditioning, and I love uh, how you identify it more as a sports performance. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very big to me as a coach. But, um, you know, to get to this point, you have your own story as an athlete, and uh, maybe share, you know, where you're originally from, and how did you end up in Charlotte, North Carolina? Well, uh, I grew up in Apple Valley, Minnesota, uh, started playing uh, lacrosse around sixth or seventh grade. I was at uh, my brother's baseball tournament, and one of the kids there had a lacrosse stick, picked it up, enjoyed it a lot more than playing baseball. Um, so started playing it, went through all through college. Um, and then one of my uh, high school coaches actually knew the uh, head, uh, head lacrosse coach at Queens, reached out to the Queens coach, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to be at this tournament. Please come look at me. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the tournament, didn't hear anything from them, actually. Uh, they had a turnover with their defensive coordinator who was supposed to come out and scout me. Um, they eventually reached out, went down to Charlotte. Um, you know, for some weird reason, I always wanted to go to a school in North Carolina. 
Really? Uh-huh. Uh, I was hoping, you know, UNC Chapel Hill, you know, big D1 lacrosse yeah. program, but hey, you know, Charlotte was a perfect place for me. So went down to Charlotte, visited the school, loved it, um, met a bunch of the guys on the lacrosse team. It seemed to be the right fit. Went down there, um, you know, played for two years, uh, became medically disqualified with concussions after my sophomore year. Um, but still stuck around on the team as a student assistant, helping out with face-offs, running the substitution box, which is anybody who knows lacrosse, that's a, that's a whole job in itself. So um, stuck around down there, and, you know, that's kind of how I found my way down into uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Haven't left, don't want to go back to the cold. So, <laughs> Well, yes, I have friends of mine from Minnesota. They've told me stories about the winters there, and it sounds epic i mean we have a real winter here but nothing like minnesota uh and so um okay so you're at charlotte and i noticed you know i find it unique you didn't let your setbacks as an athlete keep you from continuing to be part of athletics Mm -hmm. what was that like to have to let go of being an athlete to now still being a part of it well I think a big part of it is you lose part of your identity. Mm. Um, you know, you, you grow up playing a sport and you fall in love with a sport and you, you envision yourself going off to college and playing it. So you identify yourself as that sport. I'm a lacrosse player. I'm a basketball player. I'm a cyclist. And once that's taken from you, right, you lose part of that identity. So you got to find a way to fill that void. And for me, um, I found it with sports performance and strength and conditioning. Um, you know, it really intrigued me from the start. And, you know, I, I, I just really enjoy it. And so going from identifying myself as a lacrosse player to, Hey, now I'm a sports performance coach. So yeah, it's, um, you know, it was a tough road, not something that's easy to swallow. No, um, it's not. you know, when the neurologist says, you know, you shouldn't play contact sports anymore. It's tough, Yeah. but you know, you have setbacks in life. You know, and it's, it's, it's your attitude and it's your mindset of like, is this going to set me back? Am I going to stay back or am I going to take it as a challenge and keep driving forward? And, yeah. you know, my mindset was, you know, let's not stop. You know, I've, I've accomplished so much so far. So let's just keep driving away, keep yeah. bowing our head down and keep busting through walls. Well, rebounding, <laughs> the art of rebounding. Oh yeah. You know, and it's just something, if you can learn it at an early age, boy, it's going to it's going to pay dividends as you move forward. And because um, a lot of people do have a hard time transitioning, mm-hmm. whether they're, you know, it's due to injury or just simply because, hey, college career is over and I don't sign a pro contract, you know, going to that next thing, that next challenge, boy, you you want to be running towards something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think it's interesting. And uh, kudos to you for flipping that switch right away. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, so you have an extensive background. You're still a young man, yep. you know, and uh, you have an extensive background, a lot of time there in Charlotte, even some time at Clemson. I find that fascinating. You're oh. kind of there at, when they're going through the growth and the excitement with the football team. Oh, yeah. I don't know that you had time with them, but it looks like you had access to some incredible technology, and I, I'm sure you had to learn a lot while you're at Clemson. Oh, that was probably, you know, I worked at a private uh, training facility back home in Minnesota um, the summer before. And then, you know, heading into Clemson, you know, it's a whole different animal. You know, that's top line, big, 
you know, power five school, you know, I didn't work with their football team specifically. I was there with their Olympic sports, but Mm -hmm. their men's soccer team is a national contender every year. Their women's soccer team is a national contender every year. Their baseball team was hosting a regional. So being able to see what high level division one schools look like, you know, was, was something awesome to learn from. And then, you know, just being, having access to all the, you know, the cool tools and technologies that a big school does have and trying to see, Hey, can, how can I implement that? You know, back at Queens where we don't have that type of budget. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that was, that was quite the experience. I was probably, I would say, um, my first real experience within the college strength and conditioning profession and, um, you know, kudos to, uh, Rick Franz Blau and, um, all the assistants who were working there at that time. I, I, my knowledge base, from that summer alone increased tenfold from them. So I, I owe a lot to, you know, the, the time and effort that, you know, they gave to me. Yeah. Well, I know they have amazing tools at that level, but here at Lee's McRae, we're at the, we're, we have to execute on the basics. Mm -hmm. And I think as I, as I go back to that conversation, you know, the interview process and, you know, here at Lee's McRae, a lot of us current coaches, we get to be part of that interview process with new coaches coming in. And as I said, you know, you really stood out because I could see that you had that vision that we talked about and you had a good grasp of the basics, Mm -hmm. the fundamentals of strength and conditioning and how to apply it within different sports, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's, hey, there's your trainer at the gym who's just making you a well-rounded person. But then it's a whole nother level to do it for an athlete and different teams Mm -hmm. throughout a season where they're trying to perform at a high level. So that's always a challenge for us coaches and also strength and conditioning coaches like you uh, who are focused on performance. And, I mean, that is a real true thing that we're striving towards is elevating our performance. So you arrive, you get here, and you notice, of course, before you – we don't have the same tools. It's just a weight room. It's a bunch of bars and – and, and dumbbells and plates what's been your approach to get things going and get that momentum going in your area and and i'll speak to our team and our interactions with you and how much we value it uh, but what's that been like for you as a sports performance coach getting that off the ground and getting that momentum even though you're not necessarily a team Mm -hmm. you're very much an important piece of the puzzle for all of us yeah well you know i'm i'm very privileged in being able to work with all the teams here and you know my approach when i first came here was just following the kiss principle you know keeping it simple right you don't need much more than that especially you know right when you come in right at the beginning of the season you know um just keeping it simple really hammering away at the basics because if you can hammer away at the basics then everything else is going to follow, right? You got to learn how to squat. You got to know that proper technique. You got to learn how to properly hinge because if you can't hinge properly, you can't squat properly, we can't move on to more advanced movements, Mm -hmm. right? So once you start hammering away at those basics, then the other fun stuff will start to follow. But you can't do the fun stuff if you don't know how to do the 
to do the basic stuff. So, you know, my whole first semester and, you know, part of this first year is really just teaching the kids how to move properly. And then for the incoming freshmen next year, they're going to follow that same protocol that we kind of did this year. You know, they have to learn the basics. And then all the returners next year, guess what? We get to step up that level. We start getting into more advanced stuff. And then, you know, the following year, the new incoming freshmen learn the basics. You know, the sophomores step it up. Juniors step it up. And then the, the rising seniors step it up even more mm-hmm. to where, you know, the seniors are doing the most advanced stuff. The freshmen are learning the basics. And then when the freshmen say, hey, I want to do that stuff, and they go up to the seniors, they're like, no, you have to learn this basic stuff first. Because if you don't, we're not going to be able to drive you any further. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can speak for our team. I, they love working with you. And they've learned a lot. You know, cyclists in general are a little apprehensive and uncomfortable inside of a, a gym. And you've helped them be and feel comfortable with what they're doing. And you have challenged them on the basics and done some advanced stuff with them. Um, and that's crucial is just getting athletes, if they don't have a, uh, an extensive background in the weight room, getting that comfort level where they're not afraid of getting injured Mm -hmm. and that they're not going to get injured because they are using good form. Uh, And you've done a really good job, I think, of because I'm in there too, uh, watching and taking part. Oh, yeah, you're getting after it. (laughs) I see you. Well, and and you're good at really looking at the finer details of their movement patterns Mm -hmm. and uh, educating them Mm -hmm. and getting them comfortable. Uh, What's that been like for you? Because, you know, we're D2, mm-hmm. and our athletes, you know, yeah, they have big aspirations, but uh, like you said, it's getting the basics down. Yep. And I think uh, one of the biggest parts with learning that basics is, you know, when someone does come in and they have those apprehensions, and, you know, you just start off with the basics, right? They start getting a little bit more comfortable. They start seeing the results. Now they're liking the results. And then now you got them hooked. Yep. And once you got them hooked, now you can start reeling it in. Now you can really start driving it, right? <laughs> so it's getting them comfortable with yeah. those basics so that they, hey, I'm not actually going to get hurt, right? I know how to do things properly, right? And then from there, you know, now you got, like I said, you got them hooked. And now once you got them hooked, now you can just start driving it. And it's a constant cycle from there. It's yep. just a constant cycle. Well, you know, the process we've been through as a department with our, with our gym uh, and with the coaches over the years because it wasn't that long ago we had nobody Mm -hmm. and it was on us coaches to have our own sessions and none of us are qualified to truly lead those Mm -hmm. and do it the right way for me I really value you and see you as an asset and a fellow coach and team member because Mm -hmm. we coaches need all the influences we can get to help them be better and to perform better Uh, so you've definitely made a difference for us and i can tell a difference in our team and i know speaking to other athletes and other coaches how what you can accomplish and maybe speak to this because i've lived it i've been in a a gym since i was probably 13 or 14 so i'm really comfortable but it helps your confidence and your belief in yourself uh, in ways that then translate to success on the on the field or the court, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's countless scientific studies out there that say you know the stronger you are, the more injury resilient you are, the more force that you can produce, which means you know you're gonna run faster, you're gonna jump higher, you're gonna be a better athlete. You know. Um, so just you know, once you once you start getting those results, 
right? And um, once you start seeing those results translate onto the onto the field or onto the court, right? Um, you know, like I said, it just gets into that constant cycle of hey, like you know, I just want to keep getting back in there, and I want to keep getting better, and I want to keep getting better, right? And you know, on my end, you know, when you're talking about you know the coaches running their own stuff, you know you can really you can really mess with an athlete yeah you can really mess with an athlete right if i don't do things properly right if i overwork them in season you know their performance goes down and now i lose that trust yeah one of the things i you know you and i talk a lot and interact a lot and Mm -hmm. you know periodization is an important element in endurance sports Mm -hmm. cycling being an endurance sport and i don't know that a lot of athletes realize how much periodization matters in strength training oh it's it's, it's the basics of everything. It's, everything. it's basics of everything I do. And I like how, at least with us, you know, you, you work in conjunction with me about, okay, who's in season, who's out of season, how do we need to taper a little bit here and there to have people ready to compete. Talk about the challenges that that presents when you're working with so many coaches and they're at different points in their year. That's a massive juggling act you have to perform. Oh, big. You know, I, I sit at my desk, you know, first thing in the morning, and I look at the week ahead. Who has games? Who doesn't have games? When their um, strength training days line up with their games, for example, softball this week, their strength, they lift Wednesday, Fridays, and they have games Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So being able to look at their sheets and, and notice, like, hey, like, you know, we got to adjust, you know, maybe going from back squats to trap bar deadlifts, you know, regress it down a little bit because they got games the next day. Mm-hmm. Want to make sure that they're not too sore, right? But we still got to get in there and we still got to train in season, which I think is um, one of the biggest, um, I don't want to say apprehensions, but biggest things that kids are starting to notice with my programming is like, hey, we're in season. It yep. doesn't mean that you're coming in and we're just kind of rolling stretch for 20 minutes and then you're out the door. Right. You know, you got to train in season. You got to stay strong. Yep. Right. You know, you might feel good after, you know, a week of rolling and stretching. But, you know, after that week, you know, our injury rates might start going up again because we're starting to lose those strength levels. So I think, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so being able to, you know, recognize that like hey you know training's a year-round thing it doesn't Mm -hmm. stop when you're in season it doesn't stop when you're over winter break and it especially doesn't stop over the summer break right and that's the biggest gap and that's the biggest actually challenge i think i face um with these upcoming months is like hey like you know all of our athletes are going to pretty much be leaving, you know. Oh, we have spring break coming up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> spring break, spring summer break, break. Uh, the holidays, mm-hmm. any time when we don't have our athletes on campus. That yeah. presents a challenge. And, you know, it's like, well, let's let's maintain that momentum. If you don't, you're going to come back. We're going to get after it. You're going to be sore again. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, you know, instilling that mindset into them, like get the work done. Yeah. And, you know, looking forward with, um, you know, our fall sports, especially the soccer teams, you know, if they go off over summer break and they do two and a half months of nothing, you know, and they come back, you know, two weeks before school starts, I can't make up two and a half months of right. non-work in two weeks. It just doesn't work no. like that. No. So, you know, instilling that mindset of like, hey, you know, I'm not going to see you for a while. It's on you guys. You guys have to take ownership within your own program to actually do it and yep. maintaining and, you know, not expecting like, oh, Dylan's going to get me ready, you know, and, you know, over the course of two weeks to get us ready for our season again. It's like, no, you know, two and a half months of time is a big chunk of time that I don't get to see him. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't, um, this is something I didn't pepper you with before, but I think maybe a challenge for us moving forward 
just as coaches and working with you is, is a lot of times things like that boils down to education. Oh yeah. You know, and I think one of a, another layer that we could probably, I know we can get better at is educating our, our department as a whole, mm-hmm. the coaches and the athletes, and maybe putting together some type of program to help them to understand periodization and stress. Mm-hmm. Like stress is good. Mm-hmm. You know, stress is how you make progress. It's yep. how you get stronger and understanding stress and rest and recovery. Absolutely. As well. How mm-hmm. important that is. Um, and so I think that's another layer we can add soon. You mm-hmm. were talking about before getting the basics and then adding these different layers. That's coming. Uh, we talk about that a lot with our team, but my experience has been it's just education. Yeah, and I, I, I love when my athletes ask me questions about the program. Hey, Dylan, why are we doing this? Hey, Dylan, why are we doing this? Why aren't we doing this? And it's, you know, being able to explain to them so they have an idea of what their program is. Because it's easy enough for me to walk into a weight room and say, you know, we're squatting, we're going to bench, we're going to do some pulling, and then that's what you guys are doing, yeah. right? But being able to explain to them, hey, we're doing this exercise so we can, you know, overload triple extension, right? Because when you guys sprint, that's the exact movement that you guys mm-hmm. do. So we're trying to train that specific movement. So, Well, I don't think it's any coincidence that uh, we are seeing improved performance here in our department on the field and on the court with the progression we've made with our strength and conditioning area. Mm-hmm. Those go hand in hand. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, just can you imagine what D1 football would be like if there was no strength and conditioning component? to what they were doing? Um, I actually just read an article um, this morning that says the, um, I was talking about how the strength coach from Alabama's football team just got hired on as like an actual football coach for Georgia, right? I mean, um, there I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, strength and conditioning podcasts that, you know, have talked about like, hey, sooner or later, you know, strength and conditioning coaches, they, someone might just hire strength coach as a head coach for a team because they have that knowledge base yep. on, you know, like you were talking about stress, yep. recovery, how to properly plan and periodize out your practice schedules so that you're getting the most out of them without taxing them too much. Yeah. The X and O's are pretty simple. Oh, yeah. You know, on the court, if you're a coach at that level or our level, X and O's are, that's not the hard part. It's everything else you have to work with and mm-hmm. do. Uh, uh, and as I said, the in my experience, these past five years, strength and conditioning coaches are just are a big, big part of our success on the bike and I know for the other teams uh, on the field. And so, yeah, we have our work cut out for us moving ahead, but that's the fun part. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. And so – to wrap up, one last thing I want to cover um, is, you know, you're not just doing this. You're, you're teaching some classes here, too. What is your vision for your department? Like, it's uh, – this is something I talk with other coaches with who also are on the academic side about, hey, what's your dream? I know you, you don't get to this spot without having a vision and dream about what you really want it to be. What's your dream for your – department within athletics and where do you want to take it that's a good question um you know my my whole idea is um just to keep 
keep continuing what I'm doing. Just keep driving. Right now, you know, I've, I've finally been able to bring in an intern who's um, been super helpful. You know, she's able to take on teams of her own. And I'm hoping that I can keep growing, you know, my staff, whether that's volunteer interns, whether that's an actual paid assistant, you know, slowly keep building my staff, empowering my staff so that, you know, they have opportunities to learn and then that the athletes will have opportunities to meet other strength coaches, um, you know, and just keep, keep driving and elevating the program that way eventually get to the point where um you know uh, i i can take a lot more time to go off and teach you know i do love teaching in the classroom it's it's a fun setting it's a different setting than you know my my daily you know routine of going into the weight room and conducting less all day you know i can express my knowledge in a different way in the classroom than i can in the weight room so you know keep building up my staff um, empowering my staff to make decisions on their own and then eventually, you know, um, get to a point where, you know, I don't have to wake up at, you know, four thirty in the morning every day <laughs> to where I know I can yeah. leave my assistant here to come in and run a 6am team yeah. to where I can sleep in and then maybe go teach a class and then come into the weight room. So, yeah. you know, just keep, you know, building the department, um, you know, with staff members and continuing education right now with my two interns, we, I send out a weekly article for them to read and we oh, go cool. into the weight room and, and we discuss it. So, you know, um, just continuing to drive knowledge, keep driving education as a key component, because, you know, if you don't have, you know, that knowledge base, you're not going to be able to be well, successful. Have, now that you say that, I have a request. If Absolutely. you're doing that with your staff, um, if you find anything that you think the athletes can benefit from, hey, yeah, open up a session with something like that. Absolutely. I, I love that sort of thing, and I know our athletes would really appreciate it because I really believe that more voices mm -hmm. important voices that they can hear these things from the better yeah uh because i i really truly believe you're an asset to us yeah well, i appreciate it and you know like i said the more that our athletes become educated within you know the sports performance field you know it's going to create more buy-in they're going to understand why they're doing it how it applies to them in the sports field um and you know from there like i said now you're starting to build leaders right when you're looking at your upperclassmen and you know from there you know education is 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 key and yep. you know you got to know what you're doing why you're doing it and if you don't have that then you got nothing bingo i mean you just hit the nail on the head i mean we talk about purpose and the why yep. all the time on our team and how valuable that is not just within your pursuit as an athlete but everything you do yeah you know, it's, you got to take ownership in what you do, everything that you do. You know, I know I got a little, um, bite back from, you know, some, some of the athletes around, you know, when it was like, Hey, you know, we got to make sure when we leave the weight room, it's left how it's supposed to be left. It's taking ownership of what you do, being accountable for what you do. You know, it's, 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 it's everything, you know, yeah. um, you know, you just have to have ownership. Yeah. Right. Gym, gym etiquette, man. Yeah. You know, it's important. It's as important as anything. Gym etiquette. So. Absolutely. Well, Dylan, you're doing a wonderful job. I appreciate Keep it. Keep the momentum going. You're making a difference here at Lee's McRae. And to all the fans and alumni, parents, anyone who follows us, I want them 
to know that you you know it's not just us coaches out here helping making a difference but that there's, there's people like you that are also impacting their uh their lives as athletes and uh you're you're helping us do our jobs better to prepare them for what they're going to face later on in life and so i really appreciate it i appreciate you being on inside the den telling your story and uh i would i suspect as the department grows we'll have you back and we'll talk more about it okay I'll come back anytime. All right. Thanks, Dylan. Anytime. To listen to this episode again or to find previous episodes, go to our website, lmcbombcats.com. Or find us on SoundCloud by searching Lees McRae Athletics. And as always, go Bobcats.